there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of T4C. If you want to learn how to break into the world of fitness and nutrition, then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest is an elite endurance athlete, author, and renowned exercise physiologist and certified sports nutritionist. But before I introduce you to Tom Holland, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays to give you an exclusive look into the episodes and the professions we're going to be featuring that week. And it is super easy to do. All you've got to do is go to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four coffee.org, and the sign up box is right there on the home page. Now, my Java lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Tom Holland, an acclaimed exercise physiologist and certified sports nutritionist, author, DVD host, and podcast host, as well as an elite endurance athlete committed to helping people better their lives through fitness. Over the last 30 years, Tom has encouraged and coached thousands of people to reach their fitness goals from losing weight to climbing mountains, from running marathons to completing Ironman triathlons. Tom has himself run over 70 marathons, including races in Italy, France, Ireland, and Hawaii. He's a 10-time Boston Marathon qualifier, a sub-three-hour marathoner, and was the winner of the 2007 Dutchess County Marathon in Poughkeepsie, New York. Tom has also run several ultramarathons and is the author of seven books, including his latest entitled The Micro Workout Plan. Get the body you want without the gym in 15 minutes or less a day, published in April 2020. Tom has extensive media experience with over a hundred television appearances as a fitness expert on the Today Show, Good Morning America, CNN, QVC, HSN, and much more. Tom's podcast is called Fitness Disrupted with Tom Holland. Tom, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? My weakness is caffeine, so absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> so, <to> great. So, <laughs> yeah. so what kind of coffee do you drink and how do you take it? I take mine with some bulletproof MCT oil and a little organic ghee, some good fats. I just need caffeine, period, right? So any coffee is good coffee, copious amounts. And you know what I'm doing now is I put a little protein of my protein drink in it. So a little protein, a little caffeine, killing two birds with one stone in the morning. Very nice. Well, I kind of feel like maybe I didn't have enough caffeine. I don't know if you hear my voice is a little kind of squeaky, rusty. I haven't talked enough, but I hope people can understand me. You and me both. We never can have enough, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's dive into our 10 espresso shots. These are the questions to help our young listeners who are interested in breaking into, in this case, the fitness, the nutrition world. What 
entry-level jobs, Tom, are available to young people who want to break into these fields? Yeah. So I think that the place to start for most people, especially fitness, is being a personal trainer and or group fitness instructor. So going to a gym, depending if you like being in front of people and teaching, you know, a group exercise, indoor cycling is so huge right now. So that is something you can do. And then personal trainer. And that's where I started many years ago and spent many years kind of honing my talents as both a personal trainer and group fitness instructor. Excellent. What about the nutrition side? That might be a little bit trickier because there are juice bars and things like that. But where do you think you would recommend somebody who's interested in that start out? You know, my whole career is very entrepreneurial, as we'll talk about, and especially for the sports nutrition side, because there are not a lot of jobs that you can just go right out and get. So a lot of people start their own private practice. So, you know, they will get an office and they'll start seeing people. So after you get certified either as a nutritionist or dietitian with the sports nutrition maybe focused, then you just really start out on your own and hang out a shingle and start from there. Okay, great. I was just thinking there are now more restaurants that are focused, for example, in the plant-based world. I wonder if someone couldn't get a job, even if it's working as a server in one of those restaurants or whatever the establishment might be as a way to get their foot in the door. You know, that's a great point. That is such a great point on how to kind of get to know your industry inside and out. Absolutely. And again, that's what makes it so interesting. My career field is that it is about kind of blazing your own path and figuring out, are you plant-based? Is that something you enjoy? So yes, you know, immerse yourself in that world. So you just separate yourself with that knowledge and experience. Cool. What about a useful hard and soft skill, Tom? And I'm not sure if you've got folks working with you in your business, but what do you think are the most important hard and soft skills that young people should be trying to cultivate right now if they want to get into these industries? Yeah, I love that question. And my industry is one where you can actually get away with a lot of the soft skills and not a lot of the hard skills. And that's a part of the problem, I would say. So in other words, it's very interesting. I say, you know, a push up is a push up and a squat's a squat. So for me, it was I was going to get all those hard skills, I was going to get all the education and experience I could get. But then it comes down to those soft skills that are so important in my career. And it's the empathy, it's connecting with people, especially when you're talking about weight loss and people being uncomfortable and making change. So that ability to connect with people and actually be one of my number one skills, I would say that I have worked on over the years and went back and studied in my master's work is listening skills. You know, the ability to truly listen. I think there are very few people who do it really well. And it's really, really important, whether it's the fitness side or the nutrition side. And I think just knowing what I know about you and as I'm sure our listeners can hear on the hard skill side, yeah. being an effective communicator, yeah, both in the spoken word and also, I mean, look at that. You're a seven time author. Right. And that was, you know, when I truly decided and I worked every job possible before, but I was always into the fitness, always doing it. But I said, I'm going to get in this industry that's unregulated. I just want to separate myself. And how do I do that? And my mentor was Jack Lane. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get the most education I can. I'm going to have the most experience I can just so I can truly establish myself as a brand that companies and people can trust. And so it was building both the education side as well as the kind of connecting with people side. Wonderful. 
Well, speaking of the education side, is someone's major a deciding factor to get into these professions? In other words, if they haven't studied exercise physiology, fill in the blank, as an undergrad, is it a deal breaker? Not at all. And, you know, I'm a big believer even today, regardless of your profession, I'm a big, hey, go for the liberal arts education and your undergrad and then specialize. That's my personal take on it. But I didn't. I went to Boston College. I studied communication and having those skills were really important. And then I went back for my master's in my specific field. So absolutely not. I think I'd rather be a more worldly and well-read person because I think that comes into play, obviously, later on as well. Nice. Well, again, speaking of grad school degrees, how important do you think it is for someone to have that degree, less so to get started, but maybe it is important more so to succeed in your field? And if so, Tom, what do you think are the most useful ones to have? Yeah, you truly separate yourself because there are so few people, I would say, in my field that do have those advanced degrees because, let's be honest, there are not a lot of jobs that call for exercise physiologists, <laughs> you know, okay. which is why you had it. Yeah. So you truly have to be an entrepreneur if you are going to do what I do. It's a little different on the nutrition side. It's super important. You're probably not going to get a job at a higher level if you don't have a dietitian a nutrition degree. So yes, when the time comes, more so for the nutrition side, but even for the exercise side, one of the reasons companies now reach out to me is, again, they know that I have the expertise that very few do in this field. So you truly separate yourself in that regard. And do you think that the exercise physiology is the way to go? Are there other master's that you think would be useful for somebody to try to get? physical therapy. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, it's a little different, but it's related. I always say my job hopefully is to keep people from having to go to physical therapy, but that is a huge and that is only going to grow going forward. Very potentially lucrative. It's challenging, but if you're someone who likes helping people in that regard, and I think it's a personality trait, someone chooses to work with healthy people and someone chooses to help people who are already injured, but physical therapy, and now they have PhDs in physical therapy. It's pretty amazing. So that's definitely one as well that you could go into. Terrific. And as somebody who's been a consumer, who's been on the side where I've had to go to physical therapy, they are not all created equal. They really are not. And when you find a good one, Write down their name and number and spread the word. Absolutely. Okay, Tom, what about life experiences? Those outside the classroom, whether it's extracurriculars, interests, do you think are most useful for someone starting out in this field? I have such a, you know, I always say it's like Liam Neeson. I have a very unique set of skills based on everything you're talking about. So I was very into the theater and music and performing arts. So I studied acting. I did improv work, Harvard, Emerson, Summers. I did a lot of stand-up comedy for years. So when the time came for me to, you know, and then I signed with Wilhelmina in their fitness division and started going out on auditions, which I had, by the way, gone out for hundreds of auditions for acting and things like that. And that rejection was great. Life lesson. But when the time came to host DVDs, I knew I had one specific audition where it was a huge audition, a P90X style video series. And I walked in knowing that I was going to get it just because I had years of this performing such a wide range of different skills and things that I had honed over the years. And that was really what separated me in this field. 
as somebody who's done P90X, I have to yeah. go back now and watch it to see if yeah. you were there. But I also didn't realize that you could go or that you needed to, in some instances, audition for these videos. Oh, yeah. So this was separate. So this wasn't P90X specifically. It was someone who was doing a version of that and they needed someone to host it to be the Tony Horton. And so they auditioned. And I heard that, you know, they auditioned hundreds of actors and people like that. But because I had taught classes for years, because I had a lot of experience with the acting and being in front of people, I landed the job as the host of that and then went on to host many other fitness DVDs as well. But yes, it's a tough thing to do. And you really have to have a unique set of skills to enjoy it and to pull it off. Wow. Gosh, I had no idea. (laughs) This is really fascinating. Tom, what is the best part for you of being in this profession? Andrew, I have the greatest job in the world. I get to help people look better, feel better, and live longer. And I'm truly changing, helping change people's lives. And I get emails daily and posts and direct messages. And I worked all the jobs. I waited tables. I did every job known to man. And so I not only love my job, but I appreciate it to no end. And I'm just selling one of the greatest products in the world. And that's health and wellness. And I'm appreciative every single day that I have truly made my passion my vocation. Well, it comes through. I got to tell you, I feel that passion. (laughs) And certainly, I think anybody who goes onto your website will also be able to see it. And when they listen to your podcast and read your books... Now we know, Tom, it doesn't matter how fantastic your job may be on any given day. There are going to be aspects that suck. So what is the part of your (laughs) current job that sucks the most? That's a great question. It's challenging. And one major challenge is that I have to bust through these myths and these longstanding myths about nutrition and exercise. And then it's challenging because you're trying to change people's behavior. And let's be honest, most people, myself included, when I had a coach, we lie about what we eat. We don't want to admit that we ate the entire box of you know Girl Scout cookies. So making this behavioral change, it can be really challenging. And that's why I did go back and get the master's in not only exercise science, but sports psychology. And I took counseling courses. I took psychology courses. So that's the challenge is I know how great this product is that I'm selling, but getting the people to actually make those behavioral changes can be super challenging. So quickly, give us a myth that we would be maybe shocked to learn about and bust it right now. And maybe you already know, but you know, one I still love is out there and I do the Ironmans and the Ultimates is that running is bad for your knees, right? And people still think the more you run, the pounding is so bad for you. And when I started my podcast, I got the greatest resource out there, Dr. Daniel Lieberman from Harvard, who has done just the greatest research into this and other things. And inactivity is actually worse for our joints than running and the pounding. And it's actually runners have a lower incidence of osteoarthritis than do non-runners. So that's a big one. Oh my God. I love that. And (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's totally counterintuitive, but the science is there and it's strong. Tom, you don't even know how relevant this is for my life because I'm 56 (laughs) years old and I am getting back into running. I used to be a big runner and then I stopped because of my knees, but I realized it's stretching that's super important. So I am super psyched 
to get out there and run after we finish. Our I love it. <laughs> I love okay, it. I've got three final espresso shots. Sure. What is the best career advice you've ever gotten? So funny. I've gotten very little. <laughs> the one I think that stands out is a producer I worked for, actually, for that DVD series. He said, get the money up front. <laughs> 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 don't get a cut. Don't get a percentage. A lot of times you got to chase people down. He said, just take the money up front. Take the lump sum. So I always thought that that was pretty great advice. That, that makes life awesome. easier. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Pay it yeah. up front. Get it up front. Okay. What movies, if any, Tom, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, maybe even YouTube shows or books, do you think accurately depict this profession? I can't think of anything because what I do is so... People look in my office all the time. Andrea, they look around and they see protein shakes and different gadgets and they say, what the heck do you do for a living? <laughs> so I can't think of anything and that's horrible. It's so unique. I can't. I don't know. And that's horrible. Well, how but about I, this? Let's pick the micro workout plan. Get yep. the body you want without the gym in 15 minutes or less a day. Yep. Because that is a little window into your world. Yeah. So I think the writing side is probably what you're alluding to. So I can't think of a show, though. I'm so bad. But it can um, also be a book. Yeah. What would it be? Oh, gosh. Let's you just know, pick your book. I think we should just pick your book. Yeah. <laughs> and say any one of the seven books that you've written. Yeah. Check it out. Get a sense because they'll learn more about you. They'll learn more about what it takes to be an entrepreneur who's living his authentic self and trying to make people healthier and happier and reach their goals in life. And you know what? It just came to mind. So one of my big, Anthony Bourdain, I love, and his books, I loved his writing style and Kitchen Confidential for me, different industry, but I also did spend so much time waiting tables and in the restaurant industry as I was making my way through this business. And I think just the passion that he had for his career, very similar and and just kind of being that entrepreneur, finding something you love, working your way up the ranks. And just knowing that if you stuck with it long enough and were passionate enough about it, you would be successful. So that was always a book for me that really resonated, Kitchen Confidential. Excellent. We will include that and your books in the show notes. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Final espresso shot. What sure. would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession, Tom? And I hesitate to say this just because it may come out, you can make a lot of money, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, people look at me all the time and they always say, oh, you're a personal trainer. And I I did that. But if you hustle and you love it, I realized way back when I said, you know what, I'm going to have 10 or 15 different revenue streams and the sky's the limit. So not only can you have this incredible life and obviously you have to pay your dues and work hard at it, but when you love it, it's not work so much, but from the writing to the consulting to the traveling, and you can monetize your passion in an amazing way. And I think that would surprise people. So I think they look and go, oh, a lot of my Wall Street friends, they get really frustrated when they see that I'm actually loving what I do and and that you can actually make a really good living at it if you want. And be fit. 
Yes, exactly. They get everything, you know? Yes, yes. I'm working backwards, right? So most guys, especially women, and you spend your early years making money at the expense of your health. And I did it the opposite way. (laughs) It was health first and slowly build that career up. So yeah, the greatest job in the world. Awesome. Tom's new book is The Micro Workout Plan. Get the body you want without the gym in 15 minutes or less. It was published in April of 2020. And Tom's podcast is Fitness Disrupted with Tom Holland. Make sure to check it out. And if you want to learn more about what Tom does as a fitness guru and how he has built his entrepreneurial life... Check out the show notes for this episode to see if Tom's main time for coffee interview has already dropped. Tom, thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. You have so inspired me. I am super psyched to get out there and exercise when we finish this interview. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.